0: Hello and welcome back to soulful conversations. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Coleman. Many of us have been navigating so many emotions throughout this pandemic. And many of us have experienced trauma or even have had existing trauma resurface as a result of sitting with ourselves and our thoughts. Deirdre Wallace is a licensed marriage and family therapist and is here with us today to talk about various forms of trauma, how they show up, and how we can work through them, especially as we continue our healing from a very trying year. We are so grateful to have Deirdre back with us as she is also a prior board member at Soul Sisters Inc. Of course, if any conversation around trauma, difficult emotions or mental health is triggering for you, please take the time to pause or even step away from this podcast. We hope that we take away some very important as well as necessary tools and support from this podcast. Thank you again to Deirdre for being with us today. Again, for everyone listening, we're going to be talking about some difficult things for this um, podcast. So as we jump into this podcast, we are going to remind our listeners that this podcast Content involves some uh, issues relating to trauma and history of trauma. And so we want to give you all whatever you need, the space that you need to uh, take a pause of this podcast, take a breath, get some water, um, come back to it if you can, and step away from it if you need to. But again, we are doing this with the purpose of um, giving giving comfort, shedding some light around the things that have come up for this pandemic. And we are in really good hands with uh, Ms. Deirdre Wallace. So Deirdre, thank you again for joining us. Oh, thank you so
1: much for having me, Christine. It's It's an honor to be here.
0: Absolutely. So before we get started and we talk about again, what's been coming up for people in this past season of the pandemic, especially as it pertains to trauma, can you just give us a brief intro about yourself?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I have been practicing in the field for a little bit over five years. Um, I have been working in community mental health um, at Fred Finch Youth and Family Services, and I've been providing um, support to foster families at youth at very, various different levels and stages of at their lives. Um, and then I also just launched my private practice, so I'm also doing yes. that as well. Yeah.
0: Congratulations! Thank a- you. Wonderful. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump on into this conversation. Sure. Um, you have worked with youth primarily. It sounds like, mm-hmm. but you're also very, very immersed in the work of adults of seeing trauma in in various phases and stages. And so, I'm wondering, um, especially with the launch of your practice and being in community with with folks um, throughout this whole entire year, what have you noticed about the various forms of trauma that have surfaced specifically mm-hmm. among women throughout this pandemic?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely been a heavy and intense time for all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know some of the things that I've definitely noticed is that have been coming up is first, like the the radical change of things and that, that lack of control and and not knowing um, what's happening and what's going on. And that causing a lot of like shift in people's like identities. There's also been a lot of, you know, being at home and being with their partners or being, you know, with children, there's been a lot of stressors and conflict that's been happening. And I think a lot of women have been going through difficult challenges within their relationships, how to navigate um childcare and school mm. while working, yes. uh, which is so challenging, you know, and the roles within the family system too of like having to kind of like hold all that and the cooking and the cleaning mm-hmm. um, that that some women might have um endured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as well, there's been an increase of um, sexual assault and abuse for some women who have been in really, really challenging relationships. And that's been probably really, really difficult. I think that's been a really big um, trauma that that's been surfacing in this, in this pandemic. Right.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. wow.
1: So, it, yes, please. Oh, yeah. And, and I just, I, you know, it also made me think too about, you know, the pandemic and, and within that, like childhood trauma is coming up, right? Like and like resurfacing or surfacing um, as mm-hmm. as people are feeling isolated and alone, and having trouble like navigating relationships or you know their careers. Um, I think there's a lot of of those elements coming up as well.
0: Absolutely, and that's actually what I've been thinking. Is you know when I when I picture even myself, but just. People sitting Mm -hmm. with their thoughts, sitting with their emotions when at any other point, many Mm -hmm. times our busyness, our work, our school, Mm -hmm. our relationships outside of home have Mm -hmm. been our distractors. And so I'm wondering if you have any insight to how the pandemic has exacerbated, right? Has heightened uh, the awareness or the the tapping into even the way that trauma shows up in our bodies. Um, How do you think the pandemic has impacted this?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, People or individuals who who are already suffering from some mental health disorders, um, mm-hmm. obviously, and or if they have a history of trauma. Like obviously, the pandemic can exasper- exasper- exacerbate exacerbate those conditions, mm-hmm. and that can also cause like a little bit of a setback to their recovery. Um, you know, I think individuals who are at risk with a PTSD again, like with new trauma experiences you know, they're going to intensify and we're going to kind of layer on top to like more complex traumas. Um, And those who are already experiencing PTSD, right? Like it's just, it's heightening all of that together. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I also think about like all the the mainstream news and like bombarding us with like all the horrific things that have been happening and the suffering and the loss and like how to navigate and manage that. Right. You know, too, which has been really challenging, um, especially with the racial trauma that's been happening and there's just so many layers to it and then being isolated and lonely. Right. And I think too, then you also have the trauma survivors, right? That we spoke about a little bit earlier and how like this is triggering experiences of like fear and can be reminding them of their past and feeling like trapped and feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's all the stressors that we're experiencing too. Of just that's kind of tapping into all of this of not of not having you know maybe financial security or job security, and then you know, yeah, it's a lot. It's,
0: it's not, it is it's, a lot. Thank you for naming those things um, almost in list form, because mm-hmm. I'm realizing more and more how important it is to name. Things and be mindful of them and create awareness around them because even though we're sitting alone at home or we have been, even in, in our own families, there is this sense of isolation, even when you're surrounded by people, right? Mm-hmm, and the yeah. thoughts can intensify, they can be running a million miles a minute. And it's hard to nail down how we're feeling sometimes because it's yeah. so jumbled often. So, for you to even go down a list, form as painful as they can be for us to even think about that to stop and pause and name, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was holding this. I didn't realize that had come mm-hmm. up for me. You put a name to it. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that you're able to like slow us down for a minute to really just parse through all that, yeah. we're, all that we're holding. Mm-hmm. And so it's so much. It is so much. It is it's so, so much. much. Absolutely. So in your profession as a mental health professional, I'm wondering what you see, even in the young people. I know we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about, about women because Soul Sisters is a platform for women, but
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: many women in here on here are mothers. Uh, many women on here are young women who mm-hmm. are curious to learn more about this topic. And so across all the people that you serve, and then again, you're just tuned into what are common symptoms or maybe known as trauma responses that yeah. women or young women have been navigating throughout this season.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, difficulties maintaining relationships, right, is a big one. I think that a lot of women and kids, I mean, overall, everyone is experiencing a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. and depressive symptoms. You know, I think there's there's so much to be held right now and I think there is a lot of fear and sadness mm-hmm. and then we are also have all this grief and loss like not only around maybe loved ones that have passed away but also like grief and loss around our our how we used to operate in the yeah, world Our normalcy. You know our, our
0: normalcy yes yeah. exactly exactly so are you um, seeing th- in- increase in anxiety, depression? Mm-hmm. Like I'm so curious mm-hmm. about what you're what you're noticing. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of increase in anxiety. I think there's a lot of concern around what's to come and what's to happen and what's and how do we navigate and manage because mm-hmm. there's this there's this whole unknown. There's no end date. There's no ending, mm-hmm. and things are constantly moving and they're constantly shifting. And it's like you know, right now we have all the kiddos going back to school, and there's there's a lot of nervousness around that because they haven't been in school for a year and now they're going back and they're in new classes and they don't have the friends and they've been alone oh, and then we don't know how long they're going to be there and then you know parents are trying like okay what's this going to look like and for how long and we don't know Wow. um and I think too it's like you know also showing up in our bodies is like trauma does manifest in within ourselves within symptoms and so like I have noticed that there's been an increase in like fatigue and headaches in my clients um, and just like a lot of physical Mm -hmm. symptoms, you know, that people are having some stomach pains, things like that as well that are showing up. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. That again, just reminds me so much of how much we're holding and again, how it manifests itself in our bodies Mm -hmm. as a major major component to this whole equation, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, they're like, we're of course going through it emotionally. We're going through it mentally. Mm -hmm. We're navigating how it's coming out in our behaviors, right? Irritability, Mm -hmm. stress, but also like, how does it, how are we holding it in our bodies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And we don't have, you know, the outlets a lot of times that at least things are better now. But just think back to like when when things were really shut down for the people who utilize yeah. outdoors or right. things like the gym or going to play basketball or whatever. You know, just yeah. even walking, even walking I outside, know. um, th- mm. those kinds of things to release that that stress that has shown up in our bodies. It was really yeah. trying, and so I know we're doing our best to to transition.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: hearing about the the young people and the parents, and even though things are going forward in a, what seems a positive way, that anxiety, I never thought about that, about like, is this really real? Because mm-hmm. everything that we've been experiencing has really had us on edge. Yeah. So it's hard to know, is this, is this really the end of it? Is this really the the Mm -hmm. new phase of normal that we're stepping into or back into, that's really scary, really unsettling. It's
1: really unsettling, I Mm -hmm. think, for a lot of people,
0: you know. Yes, absolutely. So you're seeing a lot of things. Um, You're noticing a lot of different changes in people, the things that are surfacing. And I'm Mm -hmm. just wondering what, what do you, what do you do? You know, how do you treat, you know, in, in, in the mental health space? I know you use the term Mm -hmm. treatment. How -hmm. are you treating these symptoms? I know you mentioned that you are also an an EMDR in, Mm -hmm. in training Mm -hmm. Um, for your certification, but you have had Mm -hmm. the training. Can -hmm. you tell us a bit more about that approach as well as any other forms of treatment that you use?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first and foremost, it's like, right, like creating this safe space because a lot of uh, people experiencing trauma, like need to feel safe. And so my approach is like really also like, you know, creating safety and then treating the person as a whole, because a lot of times our past traumas and lead to maladaptive or troubling behaviors that tend to like play out in our life. So it's really important to like, you know, really like, Look at the whole individual and like what might have happened, you know, in their past that's informing like their behaviors now. Right. Um, I think you know you mentioned yeah. I so I do EMDR therapy, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. Hmm. Um, and and basically what that is is that it helps to helps people to reprocess um, traumatic memories and their deep core beliefs. And it does that by using bilateral, um, eye movements. So, um, so basically it it helps to, it doesn't, we, like when we experience a traumatic event, our brain processes it in a certain way, but it doesn't actually fully process. Mm -hmm. Right. So we use EMDR therapy to kind of go in and to help reprocess the traumatic event. And so that way it's, it's kind of, it doesn't disappear, but it's like, you're not as sensitive to any of the triggers or the activation around the trauma. So it helps to kind of just um, allows the brain to kind of fully process that event. So it's, it's not as activating for the individual.
0: Wow. Wow. So is that used in combination with talk therapy or is that something that's a little bit Mm -hmm. differentiated?
1: I think it depends. I think you can go a little bit both ways. It is a very, Talk therapy is part of it because you have to learn about the person and get the full picture and get the relationship. And, Mm -hmm. and, and then when you move more into the actual EMDR work, it is an eight phase treatment protocol that you do follow. However, it's kind of fluid in the way that it works at the same time because, because nothing always goes In order, like, yeah, 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 so that so there has to be some fluidity involved in that, Um, but it is pretty like there is a a movement to it that you do follow.
0: Got it, got it. So that's helpful because I know people are navigating various forms of trauma, some Mm -hmm. of the ones that we mentioned tonight, today, Mm -hmm. and some that we uh, didn't, and so I just want people to be able to gather options to treatment mm-hmm. and yeah. EMDR is something that some people are familiar with and others are, are learning about from you. Today. Yeah, So, yeah. so um, any other, any other approaches to treatment aside from EMDR that you can offer to us that would help us just better understand even where to start. If we can think about it right there, let's say someone's never been to therapy, but they've had yeah. past trauma, history of trauma, all of a sudden Resurface, right? I've heard of mm-hmm. many people having, like you mentioned sexual assault, you mentioned domestic violence. Some people are just in really unhealthy relationships and they mm-hmm. are now facing how terrible it was and don't know how to get out or have gotten out, but don't know the next steps or they've had mm-hmm. a history of sexual abuse or abandonment, right? Where they're really putting their thoughts together. So various forms of trauma, some are mentioning some I'm sure are different, but what do you, what do you suggest? How do we, how do we offer people just some insight into how, how to, they, these things get treated and maybe options to get some help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously if, 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 and if somebody is at that, if they're able to seek professional help, like that's great, I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of online support groups and um, and ways to access Therapy and and I also realize that's not always an option for everybody. I think just you know maybe increasing your awareness around trauma or like what it is and how it impacts your body so you can recognize it, mm. um, and really like paying attention to your thoughts and your feelings and around what's happening. Um, I think finding ways to practice self care and finding ways to self soothe um, mm. is also really really important. What does that um, look like self-soothing? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think like along the lines of like how do you find ways to calm and like regulate mm-hmm. yourself? Like where do you find that calm space of yours? Is it through movement or exercise? Is it listening to music? Is it meditation? Um what is it that for you that when you're experiencing like distress or feeling anxiety or panic attacks like how can you ground yourself? How can you bring yourself back to center? What can you do that can bring you to that state of like calmness?
0: Yes. I love that. I've been in a lot of conversations with people who have told me, you know, I I never had these tools in the past. uh, Mm -hmm. And so now I'm having to sit alone and I don't even know how to, as you said, self soothe I don't know how to Mm -hmm. care for myself. And so it's a really powerful learning opportunity for those who are listening to this Mm -hmm. and can really, who can really stop and think, okay, well, maybe if I wasn't brought up with this, if when I had emotions come up, someone made fun of me or told me to stop crying Mm -hmm. or told me it was, I just knew it wasn't safe to talk about or express. That even as hard as it is to sit with the emotions and the feelings, it sounds like what you're saying is there are always opportunities to learn how to Mm self-soothe.
1: Definitely. And they can Mm -hmm. always change too
0: as we grow. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot.
1: And I think another really important piece is to um, also like... Surround yourself with positive relationships, because that has also been shown to help like reduce um, mm. trauma symptoms. And so mm. like having those people that you can connect with and like lean on and support or even like volunteering and connecting with your community, I think is also really important.
0: That's beautiful. That's so beautiful and so true. And it's been challenging, right? To not, to be mm-hmm. able to do that in these circumstances, mm-hmm. but people have gotten really creative. I know that exactly. you know, Zoom fatigue and FaceTime <laughs> fatigue is a, is a thing, it's but totally at the same is. time it has, right? It has yeah. kind of shown itself to be our ways of, of
1: mm-hmm. seeing
0: connected social media yeah. whatnot, with obviously some healthy doses of it, but mm-hmm that's great. Anything else, anything else with the the treatment or just things that you suggest that people can, can start to consider as, as they navigate their traumas?
1: Yeah. I think, I think the just one last thing that I want to, I, I think that's important is just that they're, you're not alone mm. in it, wow. you know, and that mm-hmm. there are a lot of Individuals who are experiencing and going through something very similar and that mm-hmm. there are always like resources, resources outside of yourself that are available and there's always ways to take care of yourself. Absolutely. And I know it's about the accessing them, which it can be really challenging at this time, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but just need to remember that you're not alone in
0: this. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Someone needed that. And I really appreciate you saying mm-hmm. that. So going back to this example of you know we're all in different phases. Some people listening mm-hmm. could be very self aware, know what's going on, have already accessed a therapist or support in other forms, uh, have outlets. But some people are listening and noticing. I don't. I don't really know where to start. You mentioned mm-hmm. some great approaches to treatment that you offer and that you're aware of. But do you have any suggestions just for women who are like? I've experienced some things, I don't know what to do about it. I don't even know where to start. What are some good entry points, some good starting Mm -hmm. points for people to consider?
1: Yeah. I think the first thing I would say is that to be gentle with yourself and to move at your own pace and really practice that self-compassion, you know, by witnessing and like validating your emotions and then like, you know, offering yourself some reassurance and encouragement. I think You know, also like being honest with yourself around how you're feeling. I think journaling can be a really great tool and method to um, help you identify like new circumstances that are drawing up or activating things from your past trauma. So, just like really kind of tracking some things and like, and really being honest with what you're experiencing. I think also and then being honest with others or, you know, and communicating what it is that you need
0: so that they know how to best support you. Mm-hmm. In your life. Wonderful. Wonderful. I yeah. love that, especially the journaling piece. I know a lot of people have been digging up their journals or, mm-hmm. or getting one because there <laughs> yeah. is there is power in getting it out of your head right? Yeah. So, uh, one, one of my clients, um, loves to use the voice recording feature on her phone,
1: mm-hmm. She does, like
0: voice diaries and that's yeah. really her, hear her own voice. And yeah, then she totally. also says that she likes to go back to them and listen to like where she was. Mm-hmm. And she, cause she can track the growth in, in her voice. Like Months yeah. See how, see how she's doing, and similarly, yeah. writing there is great power in putting pen to paper. Oh gosh, totally. So that there's different ways, but whatever works for you, again, just to get it out of that mm-hmm. process, right? Of, of just right. in your head to get it out and see it or hear it. Um. So it's not just only yours mm-hmm. anymore, that it's
1: out. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely.
0: Yeah, and hopefully one day out to people you can trust and, mm-hmm. and who can care for you in those ways. Yeah. So as we come to a close, I'm wondering, you know, as a therapist, as a professional, mm-hmm. and as a woman, if we could just mm-hmm. kind of just make it so mm-hmm. so personal to you, what mm-hmm. are your top 5 suggestions for women to care for their mental health mm-hmm. during this pandemic and especially now that we're slowly but surely transitioning out of
1: it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of mentioned, you know, practicing self-compassion. Um, being honest with yourself, being honest with others around your emotion. Mm-hmm. I think finding ways to to create like a balanced lifestyle mm-hmm. is really important. Just like how do we nourish our mental, physical and emotional self and like what getting enough sleep, like being with loved ones, you know, um, movement, uh, eating well, like things like that, like really help mm-hmm. relieve trauma symptoms. Um, I think building, um, like I said, self-soothing practices and like mindfulness and meditation is also really, really beneficial and really helpful when it comes to to dealing and processing trauma.
0: Absolutely. That's so beautiful. I want to add, because, you know, you mentioned so many great, great gems there that uh, a coach of mine, I'm in, I'm in this, this coaching group, and they mentioned to me to calendar moments of joy. Because again, things are so busy, even though things have slowed down for some, some people are bored and need more things to do. And others are rapidly busy. Like you mentioned, mothers or people with lots of plates and to, to give permission to have joy. And even if it's Mm -hmm. hard to invite, because again, trauma can oftentimes, um, Cause us to hesitate to welcome joy in our lives. It can it mm-hmm. can be almost like foreign to someone who who is yeah. just relishing in, in their trauma, understandably so. So joy is obviously a good thing, but it's like sometimes it takes the effort to like I'm going to make this a part of my day intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love I love your suggestions, and I also want to encourage others to also welcome in in that joy. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. We need it, especially during these times. Right.
1: Yeah. So true. Georgia,
0: you offered us a lot of really valuable information today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Before you go, I throw this out to everyone. So I'm gonna throw it out <laughs> to you too. Let's end with a little bit of light of lightness. Okay. I like um, I'm gonna that. ask you some questions off the top of your head. You can answer them, whatever comes to you. So okay. uh what is one thing that brings you joy?
1: Mm, one thing that brings me joy is hiking, being outside and connecting with nature.
0: I love that. I love that. What is your go-to food, especially when you're just kind of feeling a little low?
1: Ooh, my (laughs) go-to food, um, I probably would say sushi.
0: Yeah. Yes, I just mm-hmm. had that tonight. <laughs> I yeah. hadn't had it in a while, and I—that's I my I know. Favorites. Me too. Me too. And <laughs> that's something I get often. So yes, that is so great. Um, who is one person that you know you can count on?
1: Mm, oh, my um, my best friend Miss Menley. Yeah, oh, she is beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. That's great. Uh, what is a movie that you know is guaranteed to make you laugh?
1: A movie that I know has made me going to laugh. Oh gosh, um, I'm horrible at movie titles. Um, the Big Lebowski.
0: Oh, classic! classic. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. One thing you're really looking forward to after the pandemic has passed us.
1: I am so excited to go out and dance, like, and feel like the energy of like others, and and just like. And I love that. And I miss that moment so much of just like hearing music and. Dancing and then feeling others like ah, uh, I can't. I know I'm so not excited. being afraid of
0: someone's gonna cough on you or <laughs> <laughs> things just enjoy the sweat and right? the the closeness. Yes, uh-huh. that's beautiful. Me too. Thank you for saying that because that sounds like a dream right now. Yeah, oh, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again uh, to those who are listening. I hope that this information was helpful to you. I know it was helpful to me. We're thinking of you here at Soul Sisters. And again, Deirdre, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for tuning in to Soulful Conversations, a podcast by Soul Sisters Inc. We are honored that you would continue to support our journey in providing women opportunities to enrich, empower, and evolve through mental health and wellness. We are so grateful for all of the contributors to the podcast who bring their wealth of knowledge to us. You can continue to support us by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at SoulSistersInc. Sisters org and on Facebook at Soul Sisters Inc. You can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter at soulsisters.org. Thank you for continuing to support us. Take good care.